my life is is editing like every day of the week. There's barely a day without me cutting because I want to, to get good at it. I, I won't be able to cut movies or cut narrative for TV if I, if I don't go around, meet people. Hello and welcome to another groundbreaking episode of Cut to Reveal. Really? Groundbreaking? As always, well, you know, we're changing people's lives with this thing, so... As always, I'm Ricky and I'm here with my co-host, Peter. Peter, what's going on for today? Hey, everyone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, it is groundbreaking. I, I mean, for a handful of people, it will, and that's all we care about. That's all we that's care right. about. So, yeah, we're changing the world. Let's let's call we it We can just way. reach one person. Yeah. It's all worth it. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we're ca- talking to three editors, Aaron, Jarivan, and John. They uh, edited a feature film together, a narrative feature. And they got that opportunity via Sven's Papakor's go-to editor, which I'm a part of. I joined like right away in the first iteration, like two and a half years ago or something like that. Uh, yeah, and they got th- that opportunity. They kind of won the contest and they got to edit the feature. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about Erwin's reel in one of the previous episodes. So if you're yeah. like regular listener, you will uh, recognize uh, Erwin. Like it was a super fun conversation. I felt like we knew each other for years, even though I talked to them in person. I mean, mm-hmm. via Zoom for the first time. Uh, yeah. We had been in touch a little bit earlier, but yeah, but but it was the first like in-person conversation that we had. It was like talking with old old friends that we could just have kept on talking to yeah so yeah um again this is one of our longer podcasts but also a really really good one so yeah for a reason enjoy <laughs> yeah for a good reason yeah so let's get to it let's roll the tape okay hey guys first of all very very happy to have you here well thank you for inviting us pleasure on our side really uh so guys if you could just quickly introduce yourself one by one, and then I just would like you to give us context on why we're here, because like your situation is quite unique. You edited a feature together and like, you know, narrative editing together in two or three editors is not like really unique, but 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 it's not like, you know, a regular thing as well. So everyone, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Erwan Kerok. I'm a French editor. And uh, I've been looking to break in the business of, of uh, cutting movies for a, for a little while now. And uh, I seized the opportunity to, um, to the, the go-to, go-to editor course, which, was a, which, which is a course which you're in, um, and was created by the YouTuber and film editor uh, Sven Pappe. And uh, so last year, uh, there was a, a contest within the course to, uh, to win, in a way, um, the, the right to cut a feature film. And so I, I joined in, and uh, with two of my of my colleagues and friends, uh, we won uh, we won the contest. And uh, so right now I'm just like trying to to build on that on that movie. I'm still back at, in in short movies, but I'm I'm meeting directors and and film editor and film editors to um, to find new opportunities to yeah, as I said, to to build on on that success. So perfect, perfect. Jerry, on how about you? Yeah, uh, my name is Jervan Ahmed. I'm I'm also an editor. I had like the same road as Erwan took with getting into the course and and yeah, winning the the contest. And uh, ever since I've 
left the project. I've been doing uh, uh, some documentary work, some like 50-minute documentary works. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a short or feature or what it's called, but um, and I've, yeah, since then I've been doing a couple of, of short movies and I'm working on a short right now, actually, which was like back to back from, from the other shot. So I finished the short, had a picture lock, moved on to the next one, which is a first for me. <laughs> yeah, and also just trying to, to meet good people. And uh, yeah, I've learned like, I've been doing it for, for about six years. And the most important thing for me is working with good people. Just like Ricky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I would like to work with bad people. Yeah. <laughs> well, bad people should should give you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, uh, the short you're, you're, you just mentioned, Yeah. you're editing the short or are you like a producer in it as well? No, I'm just uh, editing, yeah. Okay. So I was Great. actually contacted for the okay. short because I did another short back in October and mm -hmm. I did that short because I did a uh, the documentary I did before that and I did that documentary <laughs> because I did another documentary before that so it's all yeah. kind of just spiraled yeah. from there the snowball yeah. effect yeah. yeah and it all started with the feature <laughs> I was just gonna ask a driver it was like some scene cards behind you on the yeah. wall yeah yeah Uh, yeah. Actually, it's not mine. That's a feature film, and I, oh. and I know the director who did that, but he hasn't come to take it down yet. Such a show off. That's just a <laughs> show off to you guys, yeah. <laughs> but of I course. was like giving feedback to, to this feature, which was uh, yeah, pretty yeah, awesome, and know, moving the know. cards around. So I've touched the cards. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, nice. John, how about you? Uh, my name is John Grenham. I'm a, currently an assistant editor in New York City on the path to be an editor. Uh, much like these fine fellows who I got to edit the movie with, we all joined the GoTo Editor course. And about a week before, I, I was living at home for a while, about a week before I moved out, this beautiful message came saying that there's this opportunity to win to edit a feature. So instead of like spending time packing and like, you know, really like soaking up home, I spent time uh, really trying to like perfect these scenes to submit to this course's um, competition. And Luckily, it, it seemed to work out. And fortunately, I got to meet these two very, very nice uh, European men. And we got to <laughs> and some. A, a cool. <laughs> and some others. And we got to, yeah, edit a, a cool movie together. Can you give us more context on what is this, the stage of the project right now? I think we're, we're very much towards the end of the editorial process. We are definitely more in the fine-tuning stage of mm -hmm. nudging edit points and like maybe like fixing continuity mistakes. Both the directors seem to be happy with it, which is very. If you, it feels good to be able to give these guys like a movie they want and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is was all our first feature. This is their first feature. So there's a lot of. There's definitely been like kinks in the road of like how we've arrived mm -hmm. at this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even though in my mind I think it's close to done, for all I know, it could totally open back up any moment. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go on a little bit longer than we expected it to, which, which has been the. A, a recurring theme, but an enjoyable recurring theme for, for <laughs> yeah, most of the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happens in narrative. And yeah. any like feature length something, <laughs> or even yeah. short, I think, sometimes, right? I'm in the fortunate position of having a full-time job, and this was mm -hmm. my side project. Um, so I'm, I was able to kind of, like, it obviously didn't pay what a normal feature would pay for an editor with three editors over the course of multiple months. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. So since I do have that kind of like freedom, I am able to work on it in like a significantly smaller capacity than we once were. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Jarvan and Erwin, like, uh, like they have to like, you know, you have to make an income and stuff. And uh, I, I don't want to speak for their situations. I'll, I'll let them fill, that, <laughs> fill those parts in. But essentially it's just like, is this kind of like completionist desire thing mm-hmm. as well, where it's like, okay. right, I started this thing, like I want to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, and it's kind of like, some might be able to call it a sickness, but I'll just call it an <laughs> ambition. Um, where, like, I, I want to see this thing through to the end. I've put so many hours into it. We, we all have. We put so many hours into it, and I really, mm-hmm. I really want to try to make it great. And so that's the that's currently what I'm trying to do. I'm still currently trying to make it great. Okay, far enough. I get it. For me, it was more like uh, when I had the interview with the directors. I I looked at my calendar and you know see like how how long could I spare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just worked hard on it for for yeah the the period of time that I that I could do it on. And yeah, after that, I had to 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 make a, a little more money to to be able to to pay the rent. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a recruitment process, just as you mentioned a moment ago. Uh, I'm wondering, are there things that you consider you did great in the interview process that made you hire, made you to be, you know, be the, I think there were like eight or nine people talking to the directors, right? right? Yeah. Uh, to, to, to get on board. So what do you consider like the lessons you've learned during that interview process and what you think you did great to, you know, to, to, get, on, to, to, to get on board? If I can jump in on that question. Yeah. Um, I really like the interview was very casual for me, and we talked about it with Jerevan and John after it. Um, I think what did the heavy lifting was the scene itself, because we had to cut a, a scene from the movie uh-huh. and a scene that they told us they were struggling with. Like they didn't know if if they, if it was gonna be a scene that they could keep or they didn't know how to cut it, and so they gave that to the students, and we were among like best cuts but and and that's why they interviewed us and like everybody in the course uh, we met everybody through zoom calls is like very very nice and very like seem professional so i think we're kind of on the same level and that and it was more like they were they wanted to check if we were friendly if they could work with us like just like seeing us and uh, and feeling us in a way Mm -hmm. you know and like the the yeah, as I said, like it was especially the scene that that made us made them decide to work with us. So it wasn't like I've done an interview recently for to cut a, a TV show, and that was very different. Like six people around the table, and it was like we were we went pretty heavily into details. How how would we work with us? Mm-hmm. Would you work with us? How um, what are your ideas to make it better? Um, how would you deal with that that issue, this one? And that was more, more like friends just like, here's a friend of a friend. Let's just talk about the movie, about mm-hmm. the script. Like, So, yeah, at least that was my experience. I don't know if Jaren and John would agree. Yeah, I, f- I felt like it was just like a casual interview just to get to know us. I think I had the impression, I'm not sure, but I had the impression they might have made their decision during the, <laughs> the screening process of what they saw in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with the cuts, uh, and then just yeah, needed to be sure. Like, are we assholes? 
<laughs> no, that's a very good point. Like, you know, you will spend a lot of time working together, so you better like each other, right? Yeah. Yep. So then how did that happen? So we got three editors, a full-length movie that they just basically give it to you like, everyone's going to work on this section first, and then Javon this one, and then John will just clean it all up because he's got a full-time job? Or how did they separate the work with you guys? Or did you guys separate the work? Well, John, I think you're the best one to, to answer this. So we all, at, at the time, I was um, in, in you know the industry. They call it on hiatus. Right. They also <laughs> say unemployed. Um, so or I, I freelance. Freelance, yeah, there we go. That's, that's the term. Um, so I was able to work on it like full time as if I was like a real editor for a few months, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, we all just took a third. So Jarvin took the first third. I took the second third. Erwin took the last third and we all just started kind of going through the scenes and doing a like a very rough script cut to mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. see like like what do we got here um yeah and I, I would set up the project and stuff and, ju- and just try to make everything streamlined we got just a bunch of like daily they had like a like an assistant camera person slash assistant editor who already like kind of transcoded everything oh, perfect. sent it off to us um mm-hmm. had to do some like syncing and stuff yeah, once we were up and running, it was kind of just like up to us to kind of like get these scenes together and talk about things and discuss issues and what we liked and stuff. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much the process for I guess like the first month or so up until yeah. we got a, like a, a, a cut that we could show the directors and be like, hey, here's a movie so yeah. far. And yeah. we were talking through Discord and, and WhatsApp and we were doing Zoom calls to talk about what we're doing. We're like sharing scenes to see what each other felt about a certain scene and but we were like what was really nice it's that we really got along quickly like we really and we had even if some had more experience than the others we didn't really feel watching the scenes that oh there's a a, like a huge drop in quality with with their one skirt or with Mm -hmm. with jaren's cut it was like uh, nothing like yeah it could it could pass for the same the same like as the same person has cut the whole movie so that that was really really nice so uh, you used zoom and you you shared your screen using zoom right with the directors to discuss the whole thing actually we just used frameio um you used frameio okay yeah. so they would provide you like written notes in frameio and mm-hmm. that's but, but did you have like you know uh all together conversations like on zoom like five of you we didn't have it as much as we would have liked, but mm-hmm. the three of us had it a lot. Um, okay. So we, we could cut a scene or, or cut a, a sequence, and uh, we used Dropbox to have the project so we could always, and used the production uh, mm. for Prem- Premiere Pro, mm-hmm. so we could always go into each other's uh, yeah projects and, and see what's been done so we, we didn't have any lag or we didn't have any issues in, in that regard. Uh, so we used Zoom a lot, for for working between the three of us and frame io to, to to with the directors which we then got written notes and they when they tried to explain something even like more in depth and not frame based they would send us emails hmm. and we we would have the occasional conversation from from that point on were the directors then pretty on the same page with their thoughts or were you ever were they like both conferring and then sending you an email or was it like Here's director one coming at you. And then oh, director two is like, that's cool, but this would be better. And then you've got like, you kind of like step back as they're like conversing in email or. We, we had the, the mixed type kind of thing. Like okay. one <laughs> likes this and one likes this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
yeah so we had to figure out like all right how how do we make them meet in the middle or or maybe have them discuss it before they came to us with a direction it's been a process of like learning how to to communicate with with two directors also they're kind of a uh, complete different personalities like mm. one of them is is real low key and the other one uh, you know throws his arm around when he speaks uh, and and which could have like which could benefit because you know we get like the the, the different aspects of yeah. like what is this thing um, mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really view, a, yeah. a, a huge learning experience like dealing with with people with like different personality and even working with two directors for the first time cutting a feature is yeah. is difficult C- can be challenging and working like the three of us even we're we became friends uh, like working remotely mm-hmm. and like I, I will <clears throat> I will be honest like when I came in I didn't know Premiere and we we decided to cut on Premiere because of the production so it was really hard on me for for a long time because I'm a very slow learner mm-hmm. so they had to be like really patient with me to 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 come and and deliver my scenes but uh, and they really help, help out a lot but luckily i had i had i was a decent decent editor so they said fine it's fine you, you, you can stay on the project <laughs> I, I <was> <laughs> yeah I, I wanted to be to be with your course i wanted to try your course i, I, I still I don't need the course i just mean you know you should reach out we would schedule a call and i would like walk you i was too the... afraid you know it's that thing that you need to you need to further your work and and you're already late and if you know that if you take time to learn you you'll be even mm-hmm. later yeah so so that that's yeah that was that was awful on me and i was felt that's really problem, guilty that's I why i came back i was the first one to came back when we decided now it's the end of our contract working on the movie mm-hmm. and we were looking for another editor and i said well i can i can come back and and finish the movie i mm-hmm. i can give you another month and a half and john came with me to finish the movie because he could mm-hmm. um so and i could also jarevan was the only one who was already working on something else what would you say was the biggest challenge of of the whole experience and have you learned something unique about not even about about editing but about like yourself and what you aspire to do in the future what kind of projects you aspire to work on things like that i think one of the most valuable lessons i got from this is listen to my gut like what I'm, what I feel in my stomach is usually, usually the the right thing because I would feel something and then whether it's, it was uh, an edit or something that I would like to say, there would be times where I would keep it to myself, mm-hmm. uh, which I probably shouldn't. Just like, also it was like in the time where I tried to to get the to know the directors and since we did have like you know mail correspondence and and zoom calls and and that kind of stuff it's it's not like the same as being in the same room Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit trickier to to communicate but one of the things that i learned about it is like i should still just speak my mind like i was very you know laid back about about certain stuff just like risk something if i feel that that that's the right thing you know and i think some of the things that I thought of, I did do it later, and you know everything worked out. <laughs> like they didn't hate me for saying saying stuff. So, yeah, just like trust your gut. Your gut is uh, usually right. Yeah, I think actually directors they usually want you to to be very like you know straightforward about what you're thinking about a given scene. I mean, even if they get this defensive at the first moment, I think they want editor to speak up their mind. Like, not from the ego point of view, right? Because that's not what they want. They, that's mm. the last thing they want uh, is to someone to, who will, like, you know, 
protect what they've edited for the like whatever the cost, right? But they want someone who will tell them how they tru- how they really think, what they really think about the scene and what they did on this on the set and so on, right? Yeah, exactly. In a respectful yeah. way, of course. And also just to learn, like, all right. I've said my opinion. I've tried to convince, uh, yeah. cons- convince them about something, and then go with whatever decisions uh, are is made. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it's their film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Did you guys, John and Erwan, did you guys experience that also? I agree with what Jarvin said, and that's a really good thing you said at the end, where it is like you do have to go with what they want because there are times where, like, I guess as always happens in <clears throat> any sort of like creative process, like the three of us feel one way very mm-hmm. strongly, and they'll feel another way very strongly. Um, and so we do have to talk it out and arguments definitely not the right word because we never were yelling at each other. Like mm-hmm. that'd be so like silly over Zoom to yell at each other. But like, <laughs> um, th- there are times where it's like, we, we think the movie should be taken this way. They should think the movie should be taken that way. And there is like the whole idea of like checking your ego at the door. Ultimately you have to be like, all right, we'll do mm-hmm. it this way. Yeah. Um, and, and you live with it and you just try to make like, I guess that version as good as possible, but that's something that. I've been grappling with and trying to be better at. Is that kind of like letting go of like, mm-hmm. I think it should be this way, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think like John, John said it, it's about like dealing with one's ego, but also your own ego. And that was something that was like, I learned how to let go of, of notes, like not to fight them throughout my work and throughout the years. But it's still like, I'm, I'm still getting very, emotional when I spent a lot of time cutting something mm-hmm. that I really believed in and I do think like oh there's a, a real issue, issue here and and so yeah you have to really check your ego at the door but it was uh, like still a learning experience for me because I had some time without what, what I wanted to fight the notes you know mm-hmm. like no this this doesn't make sense and I was talking to the guys about it and and very well trying trying to yeah make me accept that even if they agreed like we can't, you can't fight directors mm-hmm. and and at some point i i even uh i wanted i said here's the cut you wanted for for that film festival and can we can we have a bit of leeway to show you what could be done with mm-hmm. the next with the next yeah. cut yeah and and so we we got it and when when sh- when we showed that that version to the that cut to to the directors one of them was like very hesitant about it at first he like really rejected it even and then like a day after or two days after uh, it came came back to us I said well guys I think that 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 is much better it took, I had to take some time to you know to to understand what you were showing me mm-hmm. but I yeah. think it's better so sometimes you have you also have to kind of try to to gain confidence to gain the confidence of your director mm-hmm. and then take a leap of faith for the for the right of the movie, mm-hmm. but like it's it's tricky. I learned that it's very tricky, and it really depends on the kind of directors you have in front of you. You really mm-hmm. have to build that trust. And I was, and I had a, like I didn't gain the trust. I was I was kind of at some point I was kind of forced forcing it on them, and that was that was my mistake, and mm-hmm. and I learned from it. So that's really good. <laughs> uh, is there like a specific aspect? of a film that you that was really difficult for 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 all of you like that you you know had long conversations about is there something specific that you you can think of uh i had some scenes that i had trouble making work making it work 
I also had some characters that I couldn't really fit into to the tempo and the rhythm and, and also the narrative in, in the story. So I pitched that we should cut those characters out. <laughs> uh, and we tried to do that uh, and I like it made the movie shorter a lot shorter because you know we were missing uh, some things but it made the movie more streamlined like we, now we were focused on, on this one one thing and you know the, they got back into the movie because the directors really really wanted it but at least I got to show them like what it could be so so mm-hmm. so the thing about like you know I think we should take it this way as John said like I, I had the opportunity to show them, like, and also the other editors, like, what could it be if we did this? But it was kind of also with a heavier heart to, to remove some characters. But uh, I've I've done it since. But that was the first time I've ever done it because <laughs> uh, you know, like, people work really hard to, you know, all, all, like the actors work really hard on on you know le- learning the the characters they're playing, learning mm-hmm. the the yeah. words, what kind of emotion they should go th- through. So I had like a, a hard time to. To pitch the idea to cut these characters, um, <laughs> so I learned a lot from from like trying to streamline some stuff. And in the latest shot that I did, we'd cut a whole scene with some characters that, you know, they they brought in for a whole day, shot a scene, and then we cut them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's painful. That's painful. It is. So yeah, my first word to the director was like, to, "We have to write these guys that we did that." Like before they see the movie and realize they're not in it, we have to yeah. write yeah. It to them. Yeah, that yeah. was nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> When you started the project, did the directors tell you, like, kind of, like, give you an idea of, like, this is kind of what we want? Or were they describing, like, we want this to be, like, The Wire, but also with Star Wars pacing and, like, (laughs) maybe some samurai stuff in there? But, you know, like, fast cuts? Go. (laughs) Or was it more like, here's the, this is the, the, this is the movie, you know, just run with it. And then you kind of, they gave it, you cut your scenes and then you gave it back to them and they're like okay this is good so far but we were thinking more about this and then they kind of helped you like on the path or can you talk a little bit about how that all came together john (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was kind of more so like hey here's here's our footage now go edit like it's like like there there wasn't there's been a lot of um i guess this this is a common thing with first-time directors where it's like you might not 100% know what you want while shooting it. Like, you, you have a general idea. Mm-hmm. And so all those decisions kind of trickle down to us in the edit. There wasn't, like, a clear, like, we want this to be Green Room meets Scorsese or something yeah. like that. There was, like, you know, those influences and, like, those films were mentioned. But there was definitely more of, like, a, hey, here's what we got. Get creative with it. They gave us a total license. Like, they wanted us to be as creative as possible because mm-hmm. of either... Something happened on set, which caused the footage to be like less usable than ideally, mm-hmm. or just kind of to see what happens. I mean, that's why they ran through the boot camp. That's why they hired three editors. They just wanted as much creative input as possible. So even though they might not have had a clear idea all the time of what these scenes should be, mm-hmm. they wanted to see whatever we could possibly come up with, which was cool because it wasn't weren't like confined to like a box. Like, oh, I have to like force this funny character to be like really sad or something or something like that. Yeah. There's a, that's a lot of trust, honestly, that they're putting in you to just kind of like in a way, just run with it rather than take you by the hand. I cool. think that's a, that's a byproduct from having two directors who are not completely seeing eye to eye. 
mm-hmm. even though they are like real friends in life. And they, they worked like they fought hard to make that movie. So they, I think in a way, uh, we were um, a referee, you know, mm-hmm. like here's something that could, that's different from what both of you are thinking, but mm-hmm. still like in the same, in the same theme. So we really got like to also answer Piotr a question. It's, it's, um, we really got creative and we like the one very difficult thing was the, the restruct- restructuring of the movie because we did some very heavy restructuring of the movie within the scene themselves. Like sometimes like we just intercutted two scenes that were, weren't made to be intercutted. Mm-hmm. And, and we really like, oh, that scene should, would do a, a great op- opening to the movie mm-hmm. because we need really to, like the movie, in our opinion, our opinion took too much time to get into like the real themes, like the, the, like really uh, the meat of things. Mm-hmm. So if we take that scene, it'll tell the viewer, oh, this is this is a funny action action thriller. You should mm-hmm. you should stick around, even if things are a little slow in the beginning. And that was already also changed after it. That restructuring was was really really the the, the one big thing, at least for me, like. Not getting into specific details about scenes because some scenes were, were like we we all had very difficult scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie had issues and directors knew, knew it, so that's why they, they wanted us to get creative. They gave us the nightclub shootout because it was a, a scene that they didn't know if if they can if any editor mm-hmm. could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they were, they were really happy with the result for the three of us. So you had a really big challenge of introducing a lot of characters in the mm-hmm. first few minutes of the film and th- that's that's the thing that i noticed watching the thing the film uh, at least the cut that you have right now that's a really big challenge for a director as well especially for a first time director because like mm-hmm. introducing multiple characters is extremely difficult audience wants to know who they need to root for and things like that right mm-hmm. they need to be introduced to characters well and this is a super difficult challenge so you right off the bat you get like a super difficult task <laughs> on your shoulders, yeah. <laughs> that that opening I think has been the the thing that's been constantly in flux throughout the whole process because just for for context and ju- just I guess like an overall thing like the movie's about uh, this for listeners the movie's about essentially these guys in Philadelphia who's uh, one of their girlfriends dies of a fentanyl overdose and they have to figure out what happened and who, who who's uh, responsible. So. There's been like four different versions of the way this movie started. One was like a flashback on the beach. Then it started in the car after the party that you already saw. So it was like right into it. Like, like mm-hmm. what was happening? Someone got shot. Spoiler alert. But you already knew that. But um, <laughs> and now it's this. It's this kind of like a montage almost of scenes that were later in the movie, which like just kind of we we felt at least kind of like we're too far off in terms of like where the story was going like mm-hmm. we'd be following uh our main character's path and it's like oh here's a five minute scene of two people in a restaurant that aren't like totally the main character yeah. and it's like well this might not be like a third act scene but then it might be a first act scene uh but it also it could change again but but that opening has been like definitely like the hardest thing for me at least because kind of like a big movie like in the sense of like it's not two people one conflict it's mm-hmm. like Hey, here's like six people. There's like a bunch of other tertiary characters. Yeah, that, that's a that huge challenge. A challenge. Yeah. yeah, and this way is quite challenge. quite ambitious for a, like a, f- a first movie. That's true. I for the for the short film I edited last year, uh, 
we had only four characters in that film. Like, five, but, like, really four, like. And uh, even though we only had four characters, and clearly one of them was the main one, we still had a lot of, like, a lot of discussions around how to start the movie. And I think that the biggest lesson for me is something that Darius Britt always uh, repeats when, he, when, we, when we chat, that when he records something, he makes sure that we have options in the editing room. And uh, the, the director uh, that I'm talking about for the short film, like, he did a great job on it, and, uh, like, there are very little thing, very few things that I, I could actually, like, you know... Uh, criticized him for, but he didn't put that much attention into having options for that first scene. So basically he recorded, he directed it in a way that we have very few options what to do with that first scene. And since the first scene is, you know, the second most important one probably for the whole thing, it's just something that would be very useful to have options, to have more options in it. Yeah, yeah that reminds me of a, of a director who was, was only shooting like a couple of shots for each scene because he didn't want the editor to be able to cut it any differently than what he had in his head. <laughs> so that's on purpose, but that's, that's not, different. Not a good, not a good, yeah, not a good way of thinking. Yeah, I had. Well, I had it depends like if you're really. David Fincher, you can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're someone yeah, else, yeah, if you're David Fincher, then yeah, yeah, I get it. But he does a million takes, so. But exactly, but yeah. he's exactly opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's always like he wouldn't. He's not going to do any coverage, you know, just to save his ass. Ah, it's yeah. just oh, this yeah, is yeah. going to be at that time. You're blinking, and this is this shot. <laughs> I think yeah. that's how it works. We'll do 100 takes, but this is going to the yeah. thing that I wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Actually, everyone, if I if I may, I I have a question to you. Yeah. Uh, because you directed some of the films, uh, some films in the past, so yeah, some short, some short films, yeah, exactly, some very good ones actually. Oh, so thanks. I I think like your main focus right now is editing. Yeah. So can you can you just touch on briefly why you made that transition and are you planning to you know direct films in the future as well, or is it like the past for you? Well, um, I was always interesting in in. Um and I mean screenwriting in a way that there's the screenwriting, the directing, and the and the editing. And those to me are the three step three steps that when you're writing or rewriting the movie. So they're as important to me as as they can be. Yeah. And and so yeah, I always wanted to be first a, a director because I knew that you had your your hands all over the place. I wanted my finger my fingerprints all over the product, the end product. But to me, I started to, to make short movies when I was like a teenager. And so I was used to be all alone, like making even 30, mo 30 minutes shorts all by myself. So I never knew better. I never knew how to work with other people. And I went into cinema school and I found out that how oh, it's quite different than like working on, on my own. And so I made friends. I, came to, I went to Paris and, and like we were trying to, to make a living, like cutting almost anything. Like I was also a camera operator. So I was shooting, I was directing, and I was cutting. And what happened is that, like, for personal reasons, like, uh, I, uh, like my, my uh, oldest son, who's six now, uh, was diagnosed uh, with epilepsy and, and, uh, and was uh, disabled and is disabled, like mentally disabled. So with my wife, we decided that some, one of us should stay at home to take care of him. 
while the other one was like making a living for for the the three of us and since my wife like is actually like in a in an office like managing a a whole team i said well i'm gonna stay back and Mm -hmm. take care of of our son and um and so i said well i'm just gonna concentrate on editing i mean i I love editing i'm gonna send some other some friends of mine some colleagues of mine like directing i was kind of still directing from afar you know Mm -hmm. uh, like on 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 set or or like uh, like on different missions we we had and i was then cutting cutting behind the scenes and when my personal situation was getting better i said now i need to to pursue my dream of storytelling okay. and okay. i said i i like it's going to be too complicated to be a director um in the situation i am mm-hmm. and i love i love editing and i need to get better at it i need to i know i'm okay i'm fine but I need to do more storytelling. I need to cut more narrative stuff. Uh-huh. And um, but yeah, to go back to my short movies, I've done a couple of shorts when I was really like just trying to make a living with with some of my friends, and I loved it. But I, as I said, the situation changed. That doesn't mean that now I'm just want to be like the best at yeah. what I do. I want to be a great editor, and I'm still learning and I'm working really hard. And yesterday I had a meeting with a, a film director who just completed a, a movie in Italy with some, some big names. And he was a former editor, what with Luc Besson. And, and um, he, told, he, he told me that, yeah, he just was editing at some point. He just wanted to direct. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying I will never try to direct. I mean, sometimes that itches a bit. Like yeah, I over, yeah, always yeah. have a screenplay on the side. But mm-hmm. since I decided like to be taken seriously as an, as an editor, I completely embraced that. Like my, my life is, is editing like every day of the week. There's barely a day without me cutting because I want to, to get good at it. And it's not editing. It's not just like cutting on the side for yourself. It's just, it's like working with directors. And that's what I'm trying to do because it's, it's you, I, I won't be able to cut movies or cut narrative for TV if I, if I don't go around, meet people and start mm-hmm. working with other people. So that was working on, on the movie was a, a great experience. And maybe one day I will direct again. Uh, maybe, but for now I'm just like, really concentrating on, on this. I get it. It reminds me of Simon Smith, the editor of Chernobyl and yeah. a few other big things. <laughs> uh, because he also, like, he, you know, he considers himself to be editor first, but at the same time, he, you know, he, he has this itch that he told yeah. me about, like, of, you know, of doing some something for himself um, from directorial point of view. Everyone's, I mean, it wouldn't be the first. Yeah. Like, like I've heard. Uh, like, I think, I think maybe may, many editors want to be uh, a director, and some don't. Some really don't want that. But yeah. I, I remember the first time I heard an editor becoming, like, after a long time, uh, a director was. I don't recall the name. I'm, I'm sorry, but it was the, the the editor on the first James Bond movies, and he, he wanted to direct, and he did like Honor Majesty's Secret Service, mm-hmm. and but it was really the first time I heard of someone like a career editor who. Who went in on to try like one of the big biggest franchise that that there was at the time? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> or like Walter Murch directed Return to Oz. Yeah, which, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I forgot about which that. Which he thinks was terrible, but I think that movie is amazing. <laughs> so go figure. And then he never never directed anything after that. But he, I mean, it was pretty long into his career before he directed. So yeah. Um, not to mention all the directors that edit their own films already. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. an interesting thing as well, because you see so much, 
so many things about like why directors shouldn't edit their own films and why editors shouldn't be directors. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting well, to hear don't, that when don't promote the thing that they can edit by themselves because we're going to lose a lot of jobs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so what no, I'm no, trying we'll to cut that, we'll cut that. Never mind. <laughs> so that's the secret behind the phrase: uh, never edit your own film, because there is a phrase that goes like this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in true. the industry. So yeah, so that's the secret. That's the so secret. Just editors edit. trying to hide the fact. Yeah. <laughs> Edit your own film if you want it to be bad. But um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, it's kind of so funny because I, I see yeah. like being in the edit room as a sort of like post director because, you know, you're, you're shaping performances. You, yeah. you change the stories. You're like uh, rewriting the, the movie. And I've had one director telling me, sitting next, next to me, uh, without me like saying this phrase that, oh, it's, it's like being a director here in, in the edit room. Yeah, because, you know, mm-hmm. we can... We, it's instead of like going over to the actors and say, you don't say that line, say it differently. Well, I'm either like taking the line out or like di- using a different take or yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's really close together those two 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 parts. It's just like we don't have the well, we have the luxury of projects coming to us or like asking a director if we can do it and not. Tr- trying to, to pitch a movie to get some money to do it. Like the money's there if we are on the project, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. Very good point. Editor is like a writer and director yeah. combined yeah. to a great extent. Yeah. How, how did, you, did your day look like when you edited? Because like, Erwin, you mentioned you have a son. I think you have two sons actually, right? You I have, have two, two sons kids. now, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I have two kids as well, uh, <laughs> and I know it's a huge challenge, you know, having kids to, to also, like, edit something narrative on the side that doesn't bring, you know, a ton of money. So I, I guess my question to all of you is, like, what are your, like, uh, you know, productive productivity routines, so to speak, that, that allow you to, you know, to, to go through the huge amount of footage effectively? I like to, like, treat it even if i don't get paid i like to treat it as a like a daytime job like i'm most effective between like 10 a.m and 2 p.m that's like where i i get very creative uh so i yeah start by waking up treat it like i'm going to work even though it's just in a different room in my apartment and yeah work like till five six seven depending on what i'm doing or how much energy i have and then yeah keep keep the night off for for something else cuz i need to recharge like i've here editors working 14 16 hours a day i can't do that like i i i don't wake up refreshed the next day so yeah so I, if i take a, pay, a project that's unpaid i'll see how much time i can live off of you know my savings or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ca- can i get like some other work done in between or yeah but I don't want to be on a project that, like a short 15-minute uh, uh, sh- uh, yeah, short film, I don't want to do that for, for six months. Like I, I feel like I keep forgetting the movie and then I need to, well, what was I doing a month ago? Mm-hmm. So I try to like compress the time where I'm at. And I, I'll, I'll be upfront with either the producer or the director that, uh, uh, that I get to work with that this is how I see it. This is what it's... Mm-hmm. It's most mm-hmm. effective uh, for me, and usually they do want that because you know they get the movie done sooner. <laughs> yeah, good point, John, Erwan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, one thing. This is something that surprised me. I consider myself like 
kind of like a productivity nerd. Like, um, though I have not joined your course yet, but, um, <laughs> I like everything from like like big big deep work fan. Like I like it's just something I could easily nerd about. About you time your stuff like voluntarily. If we found big, out <laughs> big big on time blocks, trying to yeah, like just trying to essentially. I love love to try to do efficiency. But what surprised me the most is that like you can set up all these systems and then the biggest limiting factor is still me. Like I'd be editing and then I would just that startup friction where it's, or I find actually not startup friction. I find like I'll end a task and then like getting into that next task, I'll mm-hmm. find like that, that section in between is where like all my time starts to leak. So I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to edit this movie full-time job. I'm not going to do anything all day, but edit. I'm not going to want to do anything else. And then I get to the day and I get my work done. But like, I don't necessarily spend all my time editing. Like I'm like doing, like I'm like going and like petting my cat and stuff. Might like <laughs> might might um catch up on my film history in the middle of the day, aka watching a movie, you know, for inspiration. For inspiration. <laughs> right, of course. Um, but I was I was just surprised by um that I was such a like kind of fan of this idea of being as as productive and efficient as possible. Um and still kind of like falling flat on that and i've since improved this was back over a year and a half maybe a year and a half ago geez that'd be crazy um like eight months ago um <laughs> not not that much different but yeah so anyway to go back to the original question side tangent uh i would try to do time blocks i i'm definitely like an early riser like the earlier i start the better ideally like the first thing i do is like i wake up and i just like kind of get to it so there's no there's no room for me to even like be like yeah. <laughs> no work. I, 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 I wake up I work and I go to sleep no, yeah. just kidding that'd be Perfect. awful no um, but I, I definitely like to work in the deep I, I love like the long uninterrupted blocks of time where you can just like mm-hmm. work and stuff and that was that's a really nice thing about doing this full time is that I or doing full time and I, I don't have children yet but like I'm, I, I will someday is that I can do that whereas now when I'm working on it on the side like I'll try to get like deep into a scene in the middle of the day and then I get a Slack message to do something else. And I'm like, damn it. Like just kind of totally mm-hmm. breaks the flow. Mm-hmm. My, my experience on the movie was, was very chaotic about my, how I frame my time. Um, because at some point, like I, I had to go on vacation and I said to the directors, I like at that point I will be on vacation. So I will be, and they wanted me to stay on just to be able to give feedback to Jerevan and John. And but uh, at some point John told us, Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna have to leave the project in June because uh <laughs> or maybe you will cut that, but <laughs> but because my, my girlfriend is so mad at me for for not like being being able to, to be there for her. Like she's sick of me <laughs> just, just cutting away. The struggle's real. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really he sound sounded like it re- he really needed it. So I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work from from my vacation home, which was we went to Spain with with friends, where was the kids, and there was a swimming pool, and it was really hot and beautiful, yeah. and I was inside, like I heard, <laughs> I could hear like everybody drinking and laughing and eating, and I was inside in a small room, like very You're hot. Your dream. Yeah, and I was just just cutting away and so mad at myself for and against John, of course, which was responsible for that. 
<laughs> that John but, guy. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> but like when when I'm in France, when I was in France and and still still counting the the movie, I'm more like John, I guess. Not not with the like the the time like really like time my time, but I wake up and I just like I don't even shower. I shower in the afternoon. I just because there's the kids to take care of, so I have to dress right away and take them to to school. And so I just I take them to school. I just come back and I start start just diving in. I'm like when I'm really in the zone, like it can last for hours, and and I just yeah I don't don't see the time going by, you know. And and so I sometimes I have just when I start to get tired, I just have to take a step back and oh yeah, I need also to sh to shower. <laughs> I need also to eat and then, because it's like it's three p.m. three p.m. and I haven't eat. And and uh, and so and and oh, in one hour I need to 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 get to the daycare center and and take my kid. So it's um, I just like I try as a parent, you just try to find some some time zones, you know, to to just do the work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm always fighting against time. And sometimes when I was on 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 like on short movies that that I was really inspired by. I was just telling my wife, I'm I'm just staying in in my my little office, yeah. and I'm gonna work until late in the night. And sometimes yeah. that's when I know that the kids are just like asleep next to my next to my room, like every, like there's no sound around, and I know that the city's like is just quieter. There's yeah. that that vibe sometimes, and I like I used to like working at night, but with the kids it's different. But when I can find the time to do it. It's like I feel a lot more creativity during the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that as I get older, I feel like I need to take more breaks <clears throat> or not put in marathon sessions. Um, yeah. Because before I moved, I grew up in Chicago and then I moved to Denver on a whim. And when I was in Denver, I was working on a documentary where they were paying me out of Chicago in a way. And so I was like, I need to, and in the same way, I was like, I got to get this done. And so I would do the same thing. I would get up and I would sit down and then I would literally just like work 12 hours and then go to sleep, which is the worst. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst ever, no matter how old you are, it's the worst. Um, but it would, that was just like my routine, how I would get into it. And that became like my norm where even though I'm older now and I'm maybe smarter, it's like <laughs> something that you kind of, it's like a habit that's hard to break. Because then you get in that zone, your list is like, I'm just going to go for it. Whereas now what's hard is that most of my clients are in the States. So like I wake up, they're all sleeping and then I'm working until they wake up and then their day, their day starts. And then it's like, okay, now it's another day. And then I'm working like another eight hours because now I'm working through their day. So I'm basically doing the same thing, but just my mind is in a fever and I'm like, Oh, this is normal again. And so I'm working 16 hour days. It's like, this is, what are you doing? And then my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> that, that can create tension, tensions within, within a couple. I'm telling yeah. you. So like, my wife is the breadwinner, so to speak. So I, in some ways yeah, it's like same. kind of an excuse to be like, I don't need to be working all the time or like <laughs> I can put it off until then. So sometimes if I'm smart, I'll like wait until my client wakes up and then start working. So then I'm like working mm -hmm. along with them with the effect of like, okay, because of then I'm, I'll be smart and be like, okay, at 5 PM, my time, that's like family time. And then I'll take like three hours to like eat mm -hmm. and watch a movie with my wife before she goes to bed. Cause she's a teacher. So she's got to go to bed early anyway. And then at nine, then I'm back into it and I work until, you know, like 12 or midnight, but it's an interesting balancing act yeah. and like how you're, 
efficiency in the way that you work kind of ruins your life. (laughs) 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 It's a hard lesson, editors out there. Just so you know, this is what you're getting into. Also, I find like the breaks are is where you get the ideas, like being mm-hmm. away, just having it in your head, just like randomly going around. Mm-hmm. And the next day you, you got like, oh, I'll try this that I thought of. Or you see a movie. Oh, that looks cool. Let me see if it works on, on this part. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of funny that, that John was the one who, who said he had to leave, but he's been on the project the longest. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'll come been. back to the... Uh, the whole the sickness of life, <laughs> but no, the whole re- the whole relationship thing has been also like that's actually probably been the biggest lesson taken from the whole thing is like mm-hmm. we're all we're we're five ambitious guys. I think we all find it very easy to get lost in our careers and mm-hmm. our ambitions. And I was totally doing that, and I had, I'd moved in with my girlfriend, and like we're still together, happy, happy. Oh yeah! And, and by the way, he did. He did stay in June. I said. I said he, he had to go, but he did stay. He did stick around because he was such a professional. So, <laughs> professional, work addicted. I, if there's there's a line somewhere, <laughs> and if, but no, I mean, like, but even now, it's like like my life's not. I'm working on it in a capacity where it doesn't interfere with my relationship past mm-hmm. my job. Like I'm not working until twelve and. I feel like there is like the glamorization of like don't sleep, just edit, grind, grind, yeah, and like yeah. uh, and like I can totally get into that mindset sometimes. But at the same time, like I know that doesn't make me any happier. If anything, mm-hmm. it makes me less happy. And yeah. we're all doing this thing to like because we enjoy it. To, and like I guess the end goal is like I want a fulfilling, happy career. So yeah. I don't want to do something that like is consistently yeah. making me not feel good. Mm. Yeah. I read the article on No Film School today. Uh, with tips like how how to get to Sundance Festival, right? And one of the points is like embrace grind and hustle. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, is it the tip? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lifestyle you you can choose, but you know, and sometimes it will help, I guess. But but is it the tip? Seriously? How to get to Sundance? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> and overall, I mean, you really at some point you realize that it's not that important that you can't place that above everything else like Mm -hmm. especially having like you have family you have friends and you need to take care of yourself um yeah in the like at the beginning of the project i had um, some kind of an anxiety attack because i was i had taken a taken on too many jobs and so i had to take uh like almost two weeks off which i was feeling like really really bad i was just staying in bed and jerevan and john like just to come the project for me uh, because I was like really in the worst shape of my life to be honest mm-hmm. and oh, and yeah, I yeah. like that makes you realize that you don't want to die <laughs> doing the <laughs> job because I was really feeling oh I was telling them like half joking that I was gonna die <laughs> so when it, when it to, to to put at the end uh, an end card for L1 Kerok luckily I'm still here I'd love to edit a feature one day but to be honest, there are a few things I have to figure out before I'm able to take on such a, such, such a responsibility. Like what? Because I know that with my recent schedule and with my, like, what I'm doing right now, I wouldn't be 
able to take on the responsibility that eventually I want to take, right? Mm. So that, yeah. that's 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 a big thing for me and like a field fear that I have and something that I still like keep at the back of my mind and try to figure out, so to speak. That's something that I had to think recently. I said I, I had a job interview for cutting a TV show, and the the TV editor that I met, which is a, like he had a, he has a lot of project behind him, he said you are gonna do like big days and even big weeks sometimes even he said sometimes i do 70 hours a week mm. and i was trying to think oh how the hell am i'm gonna do that with my kids yeah like i'm gonna yeah. have to hire a, a nanny and i don't really have the money for it for during the whole week and and yeah or is it gonna go with my wife um so yeah that's really you have to take all that into consideration and that's why it's also good to be younger like when you're doing big hours when you know mm -hmm. so it's harder on me because i'm the oldest between the, the three of us uh but uh yeah i wish i i i was i went after my dream a bit younger to be uh, honest me, me too yeah me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the old I'm, i'm quite young actually but i got into filmmaking quite late So yeah. that's my regret, kind of, because like there are, there were like a few hints in my life that could take me on that path a little bit earlier. But because I was good, but I was good at other things like mathematics, physics, chemistry. Um, I, 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 you know, I went on with these, even though I had these hints when I like think about my early life. I had these hints in in my life that could have like helped me realize that you know, my true passion is in something else in, yeah. in filmmaking. Yeah. So yeah. everyone has a regret, but they, at the end of the day, like the only, the, the, the worst thing you can do is actually regret about the regrets. So. And we're going to make it all of us. So there's no issue here. <laughs> yeah. I have to say like the, the, the most, the, like the best thing I got out of being on the project was actually like trying to work with these fellow editors. Like that's been uh, mm -hmm. really funny to have like more people in the same situation, having co uh, conversations, trying to, to collaborate mm -hmm. and you're just like showing each other stuff and you're, well, I'm, this scene's going to come before this scene. Like, what do you think about that? And, You know, just have conversations about life sometimes, like sitting on a Zoom for an hour and, you know, we were supposed to talk about this movie, but now we're talking about uh, everyone dying. Or <laughs> <laughs> Which will be the another oh, movie that we yeah, made. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or talking about uh, other fun stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. One, like, maybe the, the biggest thing I, I got out of the movie, out of cutting the movie, was, like, making friends and and, like, having colleagues that I can go to talk about editing like John John is in a different time zones and he's really like he works on a on a Netflix movie so he has he doesn't add a lot doesn't have a lot of time and I know that the, the bit of time he has is supposed to go to his girlfriend <laughs> 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 but but for for a for a while now we've been talking like almost once once a week with Jarevan about the short he's doing and I, I'm doing a short also Um, and just like yeah talking about like the life of an editor and and yeah. giving feedback to each other and just and just talking so we became friends throughout the process and like we could feel that that camaraderie camaraderie spirit like in mm -hmm. the discord group and in our conversation mm -hmm. um, so that was that was really nice and what's Uh, make us uh, made us um, come together also is like the issues we went through mm -hmm. like when we were bored by some notes 
it's really a strong thing like like to to unite on you know mm-hmm. <laughs> being annoyed by something mm. so yeah that that was that was great <laughs> that's why i was saying that it's so important to me to work with good people yeah because you know you're talking shit with good people it's the best ever <laughs> so, yeah exactly but and yeah. that takes your mind off of difficult thing you know and you can figure yeah. out i remember a call a phone call i had a while ago with john and we were just talking about scenes and at some point like i don't know which one but we said oh maybe we could try that and we build uh we like the other build on the proposition that the other one just gave mm-hmm. and and at the end we were like oh that that could be great. Like that, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Yeah. That could be. And, and so, yeah, like great things can, can come out of just casual conversation. How are you doing today? Are you, are you going to die at one? And <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a recurring team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is already. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we need to thank John's girlfriend for allowing him to be on this uh, interview also. Yeah. <laughs> she she told me this morning she's like have fun in your podcast. I can't wait to listen to it. So, <laughs> so she'll hear it. This is but no, she's she she has been she has been very supportive. But yeah, it's it's been it's been just an interesting learning experience. To, to go back to like the actual editing, it's also been really nice like I came into this project being like the youngest editor. Irwin's like like 65 <laughs> so, 70 75 please 75 sorry no um i came into this thinking like oh man like i'm like this dude like working with like two great because i'd seen their cuts and i'd seen them active in the discord previous so i, I kind kind of had an idea of who they were so it's been really wonderful to be able to like cut these scenes and like show it to them and then they give me feedback and mm-hmm. we give each other feedback and before the directors would even see it we'd already be doing these kind of like rounds of notes on each other's work and they would consistently make the movie better because even though we i might think of one way to do it the directors didn't erwin would then think of a way that i didn't do it and be like oh you should try this and then jarvan could think of that and it was just really i feel like i learned so much and it's like evolved as an editor like just purely just by working with these two guys it's been like a really great great experience yeah, that's yeah. great. That's invaluable. Yeah. Like having that type of community and that collaboration with people who are essentially fighting the same fight, yeah. um, which I don't think a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that in regards to like filmmaking, because even within, not even within the post-production, but even like production, um, I've been able to work on at least one production and it's that same thing where it's like everybody's together, we're trying to make it Obviously, there's going to be some point where somebody says that they're going to die, but they're probably really not going to die. But then, you know, like everybody's in it, they have, you know, it's a family kind of affair. Um, or, you know, you just be, create these relationships when you're in there in the trenches with these people and they can kind of relate to it. You know, me being like the lone editor for so long um, and also like moving to a different country and not really having a community that I did back in the States. I mean, that was kind of one of the reasons why I joined up with Peter in regards to like this, the editing um, chef, because it had a little built in community, which I think, you know, and since then it's just like been invaluable for the exact same reasons that you had talked about, John. I'm like, you're talking with people who have different experiences and seeing kind of the same thing, but from a different perspective. And then, you know, being able to like utilize that in your own work is just, it's amazing. It's like, I don't know, I get goosebumps just talking about it. So, you know, that stuff (laughs) is like the best part about um, you know, finding other filmmakers and like-minded uh, artists and working yeah. with them, and getting getting excited because of the ideas they give to you, mm-hmm. and the relationship is very nurturing. 
and and I mean when we talked about the scenes, we were we just got each other excited about. Yeah, you could try that, and and at some at some point, I remember John coming back with very difficult scene that Jaren was was uh, working on, and he said, "I I want to try something," and like he came back with like a scene that that was usable, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that that was much greater than any one of us could have thought about. So, and I mean, we all had, we all had our little successes throughout <laughs> throughout the editing, and and yeah, that that was that was great. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, <laughs> the, the scene the scene was, was very depressing to me and you. And yeah, John was the only yeah. one who saw the light. And and it made me kind of happy, like like because you might think that oh he fixed it, I didn't do it, but but it was kind of the other way around. Like I was very happy because I've been working on it so long and I couldn't make it work. And John t- like let me g- uh, try it, and you know coming back with the scene in a way that I didn't think of or, or couldn't think of with the notes that I got mm-hmm. you know seeing it work in some some way just like yes we did it like it was a team effort somehow yeah, you know of course. yeah 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 definitely yeah. like it's a step-by-step approach right yeah. so without like without what you did probably John wouldn't have it wouldn't yeah. have that idea right because like yeah, it's, maybe, a, it's yeah. a foundation that that like everything built upon right yeah exactly so is there anything you want to add like to to what you already said if not then we have a proposition with Ricky you, you you might know the the game we do sometimes. Oh yeah, the yeah, podcast. I do know it. So oh. everyone said that I'm very bad at it. So <laughs> so, so I, I just well I just you you were you were very bad at it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I gotta say, I have but, no idea what it is. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is that time pressure does something weird. So that's that's, that's, that's true. That's true. I, I might be <laughs> as, as bad, even worse as you were. So for. Javon and um, John, it's just kind of like if you ever played categories no. or yeah, know yeah. of it. So basically, yeah. it's a simple question. So like, uh, name a movie with a shark in it, and then you get thirty <laughs> seconds where you got to name shark a movie Endo. with a shark in it. So yeah. so basically, that's it. And then we would get points for it. Um, so we've done it three in a couple of our episodes where it's just Peter, Peter and I. But this is going to be new because now we have actual guests who oh. want to play it. If you guys want to play, and we're the game, yeah, so course. we're asking questions, and you're under the pressure. <laughs> all right, so all right, we're the all hosts. Right, all right. Um, so are we doing it one after the other, or I don't know. How do you want to do full round for each person? Every, everyone so. at the same time. <laughs> okay, okay, everyone at the same time. All right. It, it hides yeah, that I'm, I'm going to be bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go question by question. Like I mean, okay. I have three questions. Ricky has three. So bo- each one of you gonna have two questions. Okay, and let's make it uh, harder. If someone comes up with an answer, the next one can't say the same the same movie. Right. Okay. So usually the question is, what is ten seconds? Yeah. Single answer. So we'll ask you a question, and it'll be like name a movie or TV show. Blah 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 blah. If it's in there, if we're looking for one answer, it's ten seconds. If it's multiple questions or multiple answers, so name three Clint Eastwood movies, then you get 30 seconds. Okay, this, this so is going to be a disaster. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so bad at <laughs> no, this. This is going to be great. We're going to be your beta rounds, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, um, we have to, for John, it's okay, but many of American movies and or uh, like foreign movies, we know as I know under French titles. So and for Jared, it's going to be the same. Can yeah, we say local movies well. and local local shows? That's the thing is like we <laughs> no, you can't. There's no such things. Yeah. There's no Danish shows. <laughs> We're just going to trust you that they're actual movies. So. <laughs> cool. 
Exactly. Just to make it clear, everyone has his own set of two questions. Well, so let's do we yeah, let's do like each with two questions. Yeah, I think okay. it's like it's already yeah. going to be a disaster. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go one for John, one for Erwan, one 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 for Jarion, and then we'll go the second round. Okay, my, my second questions. round will be me. Will be my. Questions. I think explaining okay, the rules. Yeah. Would be longer than all of the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what people want. This is what the people want. <laughs> You're gonna see a surge in, in, yeah. in viewership. <laughs> okay, so first round are Peter questions. Second round are Ricky questions. All right. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So John, oh. you have 30, 30 seconds because this is the name free type of question. So cool. name free movies with Daniel Day Lewis. Gangs of New York. There will be blood. Phantom Thread. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. In only like what six seconds? Eight seconds. Very oh, well. God Holy damn. Shit. Oh, I'm so bad at names. <laughs> no, no, Jarevan. <laughs> no, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, okay. Still me, right? Okay. So name a film. You have ten seconds, by the way. Name a yeah. film. Name a film where the main character is traveling a country in a car. Uh, <laughs> every road trip movie. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is harder than anything. Yeah, yeah shit. Oh <laughs> I'm just like in my mind going through every movie. When is the the, the right one gonna come up? Oh, you could have just said road trip. <laughs> uh, I said road trip movie though. I was, that what, what were you thinking, John? Did you have an answer for that? I was thinking like Mad Max or Thumb. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking uh, a Little one. Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's a good one also. I was thinking, I was thinking Green thinking Book. Green Book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Green, Book. Green Book. I love Green Book. Why didn't I think of Green Book? We had the same answer. Because you were too busy mm-hmm. talking about what you're going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, time pressure. Time yeah. pressure doesn't. Yeah, no, it, it, it's sure that's pressure. That's why I'm not on set. That's why I'm in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, everyone, your turn. Oh, pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> so, 10 seconds again. Name a film where the main character is an editor. Oh, that's hard. Oh, what is it? I know it. I just saw it the other day. Does it help that I speak over? Your <laughs> the, edi- the editor. The ed- yeah, okay, maybe. Is, is it a movie, the editor? Is it, is it a real movie? <laughs> no, I don't see it. <laughs> that's loose. Uh, we need a producer called... so we can ask them. That's yeah. what the that was the artist of the three questions. I have to say. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was especially. For do you, you have Do you have an answer for that, Piotr? Yeah, Red Rocket. Red. Oh, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Okay, <laughs> there is there is a movie called The Editor. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I see the the, the poster. I think I, I have it somewhere, and I need to watch it. But you've been, sure. also that, you've yeah. been that, just on the tenth second, so I guess yeah. it's uh, it's one point. Yeah, yeah, well good, great. So John has one point. Everyone has one point, and Jarvan has. Jarvan is just and Jarvan just like is just like lame. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the Ricky round now. Ricky round. Okay. We're going to start with John. Are you keeping time, Peter? Yeah, I will. Okay. Name a movie or a TV show with a killer robot. iRobot? Give it to him. 
Ding, 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 ding. I was thinking, I was thinking I Terminator. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, oh, Terminator is such a better answer. I was thinking iRobot <laughs> with Will Smith, but... He's kind of a robot, too, in that movie. Uh, well, I Cyborg. was thinking Chopping Mall, which is like an old 80s Oh, movie. yeah, I know of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, right. good answer, too. All right. Um, oh, man, these other ones I have are real hard. <laughs> so hopefully they're going to test your knowledge. Oh, man. <laughs> um I'll ask, so do you want Jermon, do you want one with three answers or do you want one about horror movies? I'll let you decide. Oh uh, horror movies. Okay. Uh, everyone is good at horror movies. Yeah, no, yeah, I was thinking I, I don't want to give I, I have my own one. I have my own uh question for Erwan. Okay. So this one, okay, so name a horror movie done by Peter Jackson. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, good thing everyone didn't get that one. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't remember. Be- oh. uh, just, I- just to make you feel better, I wouldn't know either. Brain oh, dead. Brain I dead. The feebles. Heavenly uh, oh, creatures. Yeah, feebles, I don't know the, that they're necessarily a horror movie, is that a but horror? I like your. That's well, a it, great finish, it, it finishes it in a bloodbath. Well, that's true, but it's not necessarily horror. Like I was thinking more dead Bad alive. Taste. Dead alive is. Yeah, that's is, brain dead in, in French. Brain dead. Oh, what's yeah. the other one? There's another uh, one with... Um, Bad Taste. His Bad first Taste movie. is the other one. And there's, there's a... Uh, I think there's another one, a third one. No, it may be The Feebles only. Yeah. Those are the first three before he did yeah. that one series one. Anyway. Yeah. If you don't know any of those movies, you should watch them because they are amazing. Yeah. And you're and by the way, you're awful at it, Jared. I, 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 <laughs> thinking like on I, I don't, I don't even High I don't five. even recognize a yeah. country as, cool. as a real one. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone, this one's for you now. This is uh, three movies, so 30 seconds on the clock. All right. Everyone, name three John Woo movies. It's easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the question? That's, that's the, whole the question. question. Oh, okay. The Killer, Hall, Hard Boiled, and Face Off. Oh, you should have yeah. waited till like five seconds left. Then <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I can't see the countdown, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the questions sometimes get with that, the time crunch. You never know. Yeah, but actually, John Woo, I had a, a picture of John Woo when I was a teenager near my bed under, in a frame. <laughs> so I, I'm, I used to be one of the biggest John Woo fan for yeah. a while. I need to revisit a bunch of his movies, specifically Hard Boiled. Yeah, Hot Boy and The Killer and, and some uh, like A Bullet in, he- in the Head. It's not my favorite, but The Killer in, and Hot Boy, I really like classics. Yeah. That's all from us, I guess, un- unless someone wants to add something. Well, I mean, it was like really nice of you to get an interest in, in our work and, and uh, giving us a, a platform to talk about it. Uh, I mean, like, it's always good to have some publicity around this. So, and sure. just to share it people and like make people notice notice us and notice our work so even if it was like really difficult process cutting that movie and it's not completely done as john said uh like i think there there were good things coming out of it even if there were some very difficult things yeah yeah like after all it's been a, like a really good learning experience bro both like professionally and also creatively and you know personally like i learned a lot about how to communicate with people after uh, needing to to go off to do other projects like what questions to ask or how to do this and that and yeah so like every project you learn something new let me just thank you for coming here because seriously (laughs) 
uh, we invited you because we are selfish and we wanted to know more about how it's like <laughs> to work on a feature film together. On real projects. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and it has been a pleasure <clears throat> talking to you. Seriously. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, for us too. Thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. I could have talked to those guys for much longer than we did. And as it went, we actually stopped the recording and we did talk for a lot longer. I mean, they're a great group of guys and I'm so glad yeah. that we got to talk with them. Yeah, we talked about uh, the feature. Actually, we gave them some notes uh, and our like impressions about the, the feature they edited. Like, you know, this this supportive uh, criticism that, you know, only purpose is to actually like elevate the material, right? Mm -hmm. And also we asked them to do the same episode. That's, I mean, the same interview, five of us uh, in a year yeah. from now. So it will be yeah, like cool an update. To, yeah, revisit right. where we are, what we're doing, things like that. How is that feature mm -hmm. going? Right. So yeah, right. a year from now we'll hear each other again. And it was, I think, it was our probably one of the best episodes we did. Hope you enjoyed it. Until the next yeah, time, definitely. shoot at Eddie's. Like there is, like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you've listened to this on. Your reviews help more people discover this show. You can also follow us on Instagram. Just search for at cut to reveal and tell your friends. And if you have any questions or comments, send them to podcast at cuttothepoint.com. And who knows, maybe we'll use them in the future episodes. And as we say around here, until the next time, shoot and edit like there is no tomorrow. Thank you.